down in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Hello everyone and welcome. This is Karen Chung. You're listening to The Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Folks, again, get your kids out of those indoctrination clinics. Otherwise, you will breed stupid morons just like the GOP. This past week has really got me ramped up, and I am sorry to take my wrath out on you guys, but I am going to give you a rant. Boy, oh boy, I have been getting emails. I'm old school. I like emails better. Uh, Regarding what the GOP did last week, expelling George Santos, I believe was one of the single stupidest things that the GOP has done in a long time. While leaving the destroyers, the communists in office, they got rid of, of course, they would get rid of one of the representatives who votes along MAGA lines. Now, think about that. That's probably why they did it. But the Republicans I wrote are stupid. And then others wrote back and said, no, they're not stupid. They're cowards and they're cowards and they're criminal traitors. And I said, you're right. I happen to now agree. They don't know history. And they think that giving the Democrats what they want will exempt them from cancellation, aside from the fact that they can't count. We have a very slim margin in the House, in case anybody was watching. So in order to make it worse, they made the margin slimmer. Why? They are afraid that the media is going to call them bad names. They're afraid that they're going to get canceled. They don't pay attention to their constituents. What is wrong with these people? It sounds like as long as they are not being called bad names, they don't mind losing. And I believe that they have set a path for losing. And I hope that they remember that when the Democrats win Uh, a Santos seat or Kathy Hochul, the Democrat governor, says, no, we don't need a special election. I'll just replace Santos with a Democrat representative. Um, These losers must be primaried. And I put a list of all of the Republicans who voted to expel Santos while leaving the communists in place on the show notes for this week. So please pay attention to that. And if there is a representative in your area, like there is in my area, Representative Dunn, shame on you. You certainly can't count and you need to be primaried. Well, we I have been getting tons of emails this past week about our voting system. And uh, Debbie writes that the simple solution is not to comply. And when enough of the people say no and stop using their stuff, they will go broke. 
We have seen that happening. We will then be freed from the propaganda machine of the banksters who are really gangsters. And if you haven't seen Cash Patel's book, uh, Government Gangsters, I would suggest that you buy that. That's a good Christmas present. Of course, we're going to have to start a new system for our survival. But remember, stuff is just stuff. And you don't need their stuff. How many more shirts do you need from communist China? How many more things do we need? How much oil do we need from Iran when we our country is filled with oil? But it does not make them money. And that's really what this is all about. We did have some really good news in the past week. And... Um, that came from Mike Lindell. If you have been following him on the Mike Lindell program where he is discussing the machines, he has taken up the machines. And there was a blockbuster argument before the New Hampshire Supreme Court where the LSH Associates admitted that AccuVote operating system is still running on Windows XP. This has not been supported for years. And we also found out in Florida, the same thing is happening. Our tabulators and our systems have not been checked for years. So we know the machines are corrupt. We know what's going on. But now we have to say, okay, what can we do about it? Because getting rid of the machines is only part Maybe we will pay attention to what's going on in the world and follow the Philippines of all places who not only got rid of WHO and said, no way is the UN going to control our health system, but they also booted Smartmatic out of the country. Well, like I said, that takes care of the machines, but there's a lot more of cheating going on and there are a lot more things that we can do as cheating is the only way that they can win the election. I believe if we overwhelm the system and more people vote than ever, that's one way. But again, there are multiple things that we have to do. So I have invited Linda Sinkowitz from Fight Voter Fraud Inc. And she is the founder and CEO of this organization. And when I met with Linda um, and spoke with her after a conference from Defend Florida, I was very impressed with what Linda was doing. And so, Linda, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And I want to give you the opportunity to tell everyone what your program is and what you are doing. And I know it's successful and I know we need more people and that is always the key. So, Linda, thank you for joining me. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Now, Fight Voter Fraud is a 501c4 nonprofit, nonpartisan organization, and all we want is one vote for one legal voter. I started Fight Voter Fraud after I had been running for state rep here in Connecticut, and I saw so many things that didn't make any sense. And then I wasn't able to get any help, even from the chief state's attorney's office. So basically, that's how Fight Voter Fraud was founded. Now, currently, we are in nine states. We had been being very quiet because we've got a lot of work to do. Unlike many of the other organizations that are out there, we were around before 
2020, we noticed there was an issue. Um, but also, I believe we are the only ones going person by person and doing the investigations. Um, I, you'll hear me say potential voter fraud or election fraud because we're not law enforcement, um, but we have hundreds of researchers across the country working with us. And we also have OBIT committees like we have in Florida. We have an OBIT committee. Um, we have found that Florida has the Lazarus effect right now, which means people who died in the early 2000s miraculously came back to life and voted in 2020. And most of them, just so you know, are still voting in Florida now that they've come back to life. Uh, very shortly, we are going to be presenting to Florida hundreds of your deceased voters that need to be removed from the voter rolls um, with 100% proof that they're dead. <laughs> now, what our organization does not take pictures of headstones, which I've seen other people do. We absolutely 100% prove it's that person. And again, prove that they have passed away and should not be voting. Uh, we have four OBIT committees across the country. Uh, Connecticut, we've already where I'm from, we've already removed over 6,000 deceased voters that were registered in 2020. And we actually had 542 deceased voted in Connecticut in 2020. And some were in person. Um, so we know that's a huge problem. But also, we're at about 92% of the people we look into in these nine states, we are accurate in the fact that they have potentially violated one or more state statutes and or one or two of the federal statutes. So that's what we've been doing quietly to clean the voter rolls because your vote needs to count. And in a lot of instances, Sometimes the local elections are so close, like 2018 in Connecticut, 22 races were determined by less than 100 votes. That could have been your mayor, your town, you know, town committee. It could be your planning and zoning, your board of ed. And we came up with a process which is extremely labor intensive. That's why it's taken us so long to start getting ready to come out with our stuff. Um, so far in Connecticut, we have ready to go over 11,000 people who have potentially violated election laws. Again, I say potentially because I'm not law enforcement, but we do have 100% evidence backing everything up. Um, and then across the country, we probably have another 30,000 in the other states. Like I said, nobody's ever done what we have done before. You um, may I uh, interject for a moment? You are going to the SOEs and taking the voter rolls and checking them to see whether the people are alive or dead. Basically, is that oh, we're we're doing more than that. We're not going to okay. We're not going to tell people exactly how we're doing this. Mm -hmm. um, because like I said, some of the stuff is proprietary and we are looking at everything and there is nothing um, that we have other than when we've had to purchase the voter rolls from the different states um, that people have to pay for. I mean, this is information that is out there on the internet. 
We know when people sold their houses. We know when they bought their houses. Um, you cannot be registered in more than one location at any given time. That's federal law. You can't decide, I'm going to vote in Connecticut this year and next year, since I have a house in Florida, I'm going to vote in Florida. That's a $500 fine. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of people who've decided, well, nobody will know if I vote in Connecticut and nobody will know if I vote in Florida at the same time. Well, guess what? We will. And we do. And we've got double voters, triple voters, quadruple voters. I just had one the other day. She's registered in five states. Um, it's, it's amazing wow. what some of the people have done. Well, and one of the things that I noticed in Florida when I worked as a an election worker, I worked the polls. I was an EVID operator. And I noticed that the citizenship in Florida, even though it is mandated, it's a law that you have to be a citizen in order to vote, nobody really checks. They, you check a box and that's it. And uh, then you show your driver's license and you look at the driver's license. Where does it say citizenship on the driver's license? It doesn't. So how are we checking citizenship? Um, that's one of the problems that we have. Also, it's so easy to manipulate a driver's license now. Um, you know, with all of the technology, it's incredibly easy. So using electronic signature, I was uncomfortable with that as well. Linda, can I ask you, if your process is followed, um, will it be done in time to help in the 2024 election? In a number of the states that we're working in, yes. And we are more than happy to work in other states. It's just we need additional funding in order to get this done. Uh, we did not actually have anybody funding Florida for us. That was a decision I made last year that because there's probably close to 150,000 deceased people in Florida that are active on your voter rolls, I felt that it was necessary for us to really start going through them and helping you guys take them off. Just so you know, I had planned on sending them to your new, uh, at the Capitol, your election group that was put together by DeSantis. Um, but for months now, I have been making phone calls, leaving messages and sending emails, but nobody responds, um, which, which is a huge, huge problem. Um, that you do not have anybody that will respond to our emails or my phone calls when we have evidence. I've even asked to meet with them, left messages, and it's completely ignored. Um, so we, it, it's <laughs> we have a group going to Tallahassee this coming week, and I will connect you with that group. They will be meeting with uh, an election integrity focused group from our House and Senate. And this information is critical. So I will be happy to connect you uh, with that group. And hopefully uh, they'll be able to work with you to present this valuable information. Because I agree with you, Florida is a mess. Everybody touts how wonderful it is, but nobody's willing to do anything when you show them 
the actual fraud. And the sad part is that it's not just the Democrats that are committing fraud, folks. Uh, It works both ways. There is so much fraud going on that sometimes your head will spin. You don't know which group is even in charge of the fraud. And unfortunately, there are too many. Right. And, And people should realize, again, very basic you can only be registered where you actually live six months and one day, wherever you send, you know, tell the IRS that that is your your permanent address. We don't see that stuff, by the way, that is the only place that you can be registered. Um, What we've done in looking into the stuff is we, you know, we have the NCOA, the national change of address and the law says that you can still vote within 30 days at your old address. If you've moved We went back 60 days, so we don't have any issues with that. We know when someone files an NCOA, National Change of Address, you are telling the federal government that this permanent address for you is now at the new location. It is not a mail forwarding, which is totally different. It is, you know, that you are absolutely moving your permanent address so people really need to understand that. And that's at a bare minimum, it's a $500 fine for people. Now, the other thing I wanted to let everybody know is that fight voter fraud, we, we're always testing things. And I came across a very, very obscure law in Connecticut. Um, it was written in the 1950s during the McCarthy era, and it has only been used once in 70 years. Now, I'm, I am now in the process of using it. Many of you may have seen on national news in Bridgeport, Connecticut, um, Wanda stuffing the ballot boxes, stuffing, you know, stuffing them along with some of her employees. Now, a judge in Connecticut um, has issued a new primary um, because of that much of violations. And it also stated that that person or those people should be arrested for their election fraud. So what we did with this law, and this is what the law says, it says if three electors in a town find that another elector, which are voters, violated any election law and they have the evidence, they can then go forward to a superior court judge who shall issue the arrest warrant. Interesting. So what we did a few weeks ago is we've got three Bridgeport residents or electors um, to view our evidence that uh, my attorney put together right from court records from the judge. And he put together their arrest warrants and they signed the affidavits. He brought it. um, It'll be two weeks tomorrow. He brought it to the court and they finally, ex- the clerk finally accepted it because they have no choice. That's the law. And we are waiting now to see if the judge is going to do their job and sign the arrest warrants. We're going to wait a little bit longer. And then we actually plan on going to the Supreme Court in Connecticut um, and have the chief justice there tell the other judge they have to follow the law. They, I mean, so... 
That is a big problem. <laughs> it seems as though that it's not just our elected officials that sit in Congress that are not following the law, but the actual judges themselves are not following the law. And well, this is a huge problem. Well, the state's attorney here in Connecticut, this same woman and a few others actually did the same thing in 2019. They were investigated. It was referred for arrest warrants to the, the chief state's attorney's office here in Connecticut. And they have just been sitting on that arrest warrant, which is why I felt it necessary to now have we the people say, hey, we've had enough. So that's one of the laws that we're using. I know it's only a Connecticut law. Um, we're hoping to bring as much attention to this issue as possible and just say, you know, we've had enough. We've absolutely had enough and the people need to do their jobs. Well, that, and- is, that is a huge problem, folks, because one of the things that I discovered as I'm looking at politics is that these people happen to think they are exempt from the law and they can break the law and there are no consequences because we the people don't push and we don't act and we sit back and we go, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, Look at the mess that we have created by doing that. It is up to us, we the people. That's what this country is about. And if we're not going to take responsibility for actions and have consequences for infractions, then as Mike Lindell says, we are going to have selections, not elections. And this is a very big problem, especially as I believe the 2024 election is going going to be highly critical. And one of the things that I can guarantee is that there will be voter fraud wherever possible. These people have been practicing voter fraud for years, and they're not going to give it up just because we ask them too nicely. It doesn't work that way. We have to create and live within the consequences of our actions. And we've got to force our justices to do that. Uh, This is a a big problem that we're finding with the law and we're finding that with the justices. Would you agree, Linda? Is that happening in other states as well? It's happening all over the country. Some places are better than others. But again, right down to the person, I mean, everybody can do something about this. Um, You know who lives on your street. You know who's moved. You know who's passed away. Check the voter rolls and see if they're still on the voter rolls. And we have an app that's called Report It. You can go on our website and it tells you how you can send in the information. I mean, you can take videos. You can take pictures. Um, Within three seconds of a reported coming in, I get it. And so does one other person here. And the stuff is immediately reviewed. We want to know where other issues are. And it's just for voting stuff. I mean, sometimes people put in other things that are relevant to voting, which we don't have time to go into all of those. Um, But we've, we've had hundreds and hundreds of people. I mean, in 2020, we had... 36 states and two countries actually sent in reported for the 2020 election. It was just incredible. They were coming in like every five minutes for two and a half months with all the ones that we had come in. 
Um, and we referred um, most egregious ones, we referred to particular agencies or other organizations. Well, and, and look at, we had the most secure election ever. Well, that was not definitely. Uh, Linda, tell everyone where they can find you. I know you need volunteers. This is critical, folks. You can do this in your home. You don't have to go out and uh, stand by a gravesite and take a picture, as Linda said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can check yeah. from your home. She has an incredible program. They have a system that is up to the minute. Definitely and uh, definitely needed and check in your state. You want to know what you can do? People always ask me, what can I do, Karen? What can I do? I'm only one person. Well, well guess what? You... Only one person is needed. So, Linda, where can people go to find okay. you? Um, first, you can go to our website, uh, which is www.fightvoterfraud.com. Dot org, dot org. So that's fightvoterfraud.org. If people are interested in becoming researchers, and we do pay researchers, by the way, we train you and we have you sign a confidentiality agreement, which is why you don't hear people talking about what we're doing, because we have had everybody sign confidentiality agreements. So they can't tell people what we're doing. Only I can. Um, you can send an email to Chris. C-H-R-I-S at fightvoterfraud.org. Again, that's .org. If you're interested, um, she will give you the rest of the information. You know, send her an email. She'll contact you. She'll talk to you, let you know what we're talking about. And we do train people over the phone once everything's been signed. Uh, Mona does a phenomenal job with that. In fact, Mona is the one actually running Florida right now. And she's told me the researchers we already have in Florida are absolutely phenomenal um, in getting us the information that we need. So, um, yeah, well, and if we need if more, we definitely need more. And uh, folks, I believe, as someone just sent me a, an email and said, Karen, we only have two parties in America, patriots and traitors. Which one do you want to be associated with? And folks, there is no choice. This is it. So please contact Linda if you have any time at all. You don't have to make it a full-time job. It can be done uh, as often as you need to, as little as you need to, but it needs to be done, and we need volunteers. Thank you, Linda, so much for joining me. This is incredible, and I would like you to come back uh, later on and let us know how things are progressing and uh, how you're moving forward and how the reception has been. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being on. Okay, folks, you're listening to the Prism of America's Education. This is Karen Schoen. Don't go away. We will be right back. Check out our wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance, and get your kids out of those public indoctrination clinics masquerading as public schools. They are not helping your children. We are breeding affirmative action graduates. And guess what, folks? They're in our Congress. They can't count. They have no strategy and they have no idea what they're doing. So it's up to us to make sure that we move them along the right path. Don't go away. We will be right back. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse 
detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Change in the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. And welcome. This is Karen Schoen. You are listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. I cannot say enough about the Alliance folks, the things that uh, they are doing both legislatively and our project called the Micro School. It is imperative that you get your children out of those indoctrination clinics masquerading as public schools. Nothing is sadder than seeing those poor, innocent children being taught nothing other than hatred of family, hatred of God, and hatred of country. And we can see the results as we see what's going on with all of the Palestinian rioting of which these people sadly know nothing about. 
How sad is that, that they are advocating for a system that really wants to kill them. If they dug a little bit deeper and found out what was really going on, they wouldn't be asking to free for freedom from Israel. They would be asking for freedom from Hamas. But sadly, because of propaganda, they are forced into believing what America is, and that America is the blame for all of their problems, and that America is a democracy, which it is not. America is a constitutional republic. And sadly, the word constitution has become taboo. And most of our children don't even know what a constitution is, what it how it exists, why it exists. And it is really the rules that are supposed to be governing us. And believe me, the rules are very small for our federal government, but very large for our state government because we, the people, are to be in control of our government. And sadly, we are not, because we have no idea what is even in the Constitution anymore. How sad is that? Well, I came across a wonderful group of people who are part of Citizens Academy, and that would be a citizensacademy.us not .com, not .net, but .us, citizensacademy.us. And they did something that I thought was very unique. Many groups focus on the body of the Constitution, and they go over the Bill of Rights as they should and talk about the articles as we should. But we forget one of the most important pieces of the Constitution, and that is called the preamble of the Constitution. Now, what on earth could that be? Well, a preamble is an introduction and an introduction that has an in-depth analysis of what you're going to find in the body of the text. So I have invited Christopher Nesbeth and Karen Balti to join me today and explain their wonderful book, which is all about the preamble of the Constitution. And my question is, smartly, why did you pick the preamble to write a book? Why not be like everybody else and just give another explanation of the Constitution? Well, maybe they don't want to be like everybody else. So Chris and Karen, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And maybe you can answer my question. Why on earth did you choose the preamble of the Constitution to write a book? Yes, indeed. Well, we would be delighted to answer that question. I think it's a very on-point question. And I really appreciate the introduction that you just gave us. Yes. Yes. And so my co-spokesperson, Karen, here will be assisting me in answering the question, but there's actually two answers to it at least. And number one is that our whole focus is on results. And what we noticed when we taught people using a correct educational method, the actual words of the preamble, we got 100% results. And by that, I mean, there was not one exception Everybody had at least one aha moment, one or more epiphanies, one or more, I didn't know that. And that to me is what's worth going for. When somebody is smarter rather than dumber, that's my idea of correct education. Mm -hmm. 
So with that being said, I want you to know that in our time that we have remaining, my co-spokesperson, her, uh, person Karen, will be reading several success stories we've had from people that went through the guide following the instructions in it. So that's point number one. And now I'm going to ask my co-host, is there anything you want to add to that point? Well, uh, there is. You know, I, I just want to affirm um, your question, Karen. And uh, I celebrate that we're Karens because uh, this is all about how we define words, getting down to the definition as it was originally meant uh, in the preamble. And <laughs> we know who we are, Karen. We don't need other people to define who we are. Uh, so I'll just state that for all the Karens listening. And uh, my brother, Christopher, um, I want to make sure we answer the question. Uh, you're going to go more deeply into it, but why the preamble? Uh, most people forget about it, but it is arguably uh, the most important piece. And the and it's interesting, it's the piece we all learn in school. And then we we're told to forget about it and argue about the rest. So with that, I'll hand that over to you. Okay, great. <laughs> great. So, and to really emphasize how this guide works, I'd like to read page 21 of the guide, which defines preamble in a way that I've never seen defined so clearly and completely before. And it's defined as the first section of a document, the introduction to the document that states the purpose the reasons why it was created, what the document is intending to do, and its objectives. A preamble prepares the minds of the readers for what comes next. Prepares means to make ready. The word preamble meant to walk before, from the Latin words pre, which meant before, and ambulare, which meant to walk. And here's the key to it, that study and surveying people from many walks of life, many different ages, about where are the purposes of the Constitution. That's what we're talking, going to be talking about. Literally only one out of many, many that I've surveyed, and this person was a Yale graduate, uh, was able to say, oh, that must be in the preamble. But the last line from our guide, page 21, is the preamble of the United States Constitution clearly states its six purposes. And now we get to the second point, and to me the crux of the matter is that purposes are what's important compared to everything else in a document. If we don't know the purposes, we don't know all six, and especially if we don't know the meanings of the words as our founding fathers used them, then we've lost before we've even finished the first sentence because believe it or not, the preamble is not just one paragraph, but actually one sentence. <laughs> that cracks me up. I know. I'm sure most people have no idea that at all. And they would go, one sentence? How is that possible? Interesting. Right. We're not supposed to have ongoing sentences, you know, sentences that drag on. But uh, the purposes are paramount in anything. Your uh, your purposes, and I, I was looking through your website, America Out Loud. I was working. I was uh, looking at Liberty Sentinel, uh, for which you are one of the authors. 
and uh without a purpose uh all of these things would be rambling so uh please that's, continue that's right Christopher. yes and karen i want you to know that for me i found when i was living i was always having and following a purpose and when i was succeeding in that purpose i felt more and more alive and if that purpose was failing i felt less and less alive and i think proper education would make people not only more alive but more aligned with the purpose of their group oh, i'm sorry and that's the whole uh that's the whole idea is to unite or non nonpartisan uh so this study guide applies to anyone on any side of the aisle um but the whole idea is to unite us in the six purposes so that we can revive have a revival of our passion the passion that the founders had for this country exactly sadly today our kids are not learning a purpose of anything except the moment and that is always the big problem because they can't plan into the future they can't forecast they can't see the consequences of their actions and by understanding and having a purpose it enables you to say if i do this today then what might happen tomorrow and maybe i shouldn't do this because i don't like what will happen tomorrow but we don't have that anymore so this is really a an eye opener so that the plan is actually laid out and we have something to follow and we know what will happen tomorrow if we follow it. The um, And I want to come back to your, I want to uh, talk about the prism of American education. Uh, I was thinking about that word and I looked it up and it can be something that fractures, right? Uh, into different colors, or it can be something that actually reveals and focuses. And I love that we're all about focusing, using the exact meaning of the words at the time they were written. I notice also on the website for the Liberty Sentinel that there's a picture of our wonderful Noah Webster uh, giving a definition right off the bat of what sentinel means. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, Christopher, we the entire guide is based on Noah Webster. That's right. Noah Webster's Dictionary of 1828, which Karen and I bring to the meetings when we speak live, is the first American dictionary of the English language. Noah spent 26 years of his life researching and compiling this dictionary and learned 40 different languages to make sure the derivations of the words were exactly right. The study guide takes a person through each of the words that's the important words, and there's 30 of them in the guide, defining them using this dictionary as the basis, illustrating each one with a beautiful color picture and giving where the word came from and example sentences. This is why the guide has produced such great results. And I'm going to have my co-spokesperson read two brief successes now, if that be okay. Oh, absolutely. Love success stories. Yes. <laughs> we have to claim our wins. All right. We have two of them. The first one, uh, I have been living in the United States since 1988 and never wanted to become an American citizen. 
and suddenly studying the preamble, I realized why that is and that it has nothing to do with America. It has to do with what people have made out of America. So another side effect of reading this is that I, for the first time, want to become an American. Not the shabby substitute that has been created, but the original idea that you are promulgating and revitalizing. I must confess that while I had glanced at the Constitution a few times and even read parts of it, it never became real. America's success in becoming the most powerful and free nation on earth was started with the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. I believe there is a lot of power in what you are doing. You are revitalizing a huge arsenal of failed purposes of people who want to live a good life and agree with their fellows and be secure and friendly and able to defend themselves. I want to help on this project. That is wonderful. Wow. That is really quite a tribute. And that, folks, really determines the importance of understanding the meaning of words. And they can't be changed around. So this idea that the Constitution is a living, breathing document, which can be changed to fit any moment, it does not compute. If you know the words and you know the meanings of the words, they are in every moment. And that's what is so wonderful about our Constitution. It's applicable exactly the way it is. That is exactly correct. And one thing I want you to know is that in our studies, we find it happening that people that are even rejecting or thinking that the Constitution should be done away with, in particular, one attorney who was talking along that line, which I find uh, totally unacceptable and needing change, but our founder uh, went through the guide with some of the keywords and cleared up what the keywords of the preamble meant. And all of a sudden he turned around totally. It's like, oh, well, that's beautiful. We don't want to get rid of that. That makes total sense. You and mean the attorney who was? Yes. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so to me, that is an amazing result of somebody that might have even had some hatred for the Constitution or some aspect of the country is now in a benevolent and friendly and participative frame of mind. I think it can be said with some truth that rioting itself happens when people are not aware of or not familiar with and using the Constitution. Specifically, the purposes, when they're understood, the person has a change time and again because they realize it's not just the purposes of America, but it's their purpose too. Right. It's the reason why people come here. Was there a certain word that was clarified for? Yes. And um, I want to say that when Karen and I were at Constitution Day at a, rec at a city in our area, Folsom, California, we were invited to speak and we had a booth there and our guide was available. And your listeners are going to be able to look at our guide for free at citizensacademy.us. They can also order a hardback or softback copy from that website. But we asked people that came to our booth, why did our founding fathers use the word liberty rather than freedom? Which liberty is in the preamble. And one for one, we got a blank stare. We got somebody that couldn't answer. They had no idea why. And so I thought it would be fun 
to give the definition of freedom that is in this guide, and that's on page 61, and compare it to the definition of liberty and see if that won't explain why more adherence to the law and people not being um, trying to just do away with the law or do whatever they please could stem down to misunderstandings on these two words. Freedom is defined in the context of what we're studying, absence of all restraint and all restrictions. The word freedom comes from freya, which meant acting of one's own will. And the sentence was, the animals in the forest enjoyed their freedom. Comparing that to liberty, we have the state of being free from oppressive restrictions from government on one's way of life, behavior, belief, or political views. Oppressive rules or regulations would be ones that are too severe, cruel, harsh, or that limit or restrict you too much. Liberty assumes restraints are essential, control that you do agree with, that you consider reasonable, that you do consent to. The word liberty came from the word libere, which meant free. The people enjoyed their liberty after escaping the cruel king. America is often called the land of liberty. The picture in the guide that shows this is a street with a crosswalk side ahead and children being escorted across the street by the crossing guard with a big stop sign. And everybody could agree that we follow the law of stopping for people crossing the crosswalk and that that's going to be good for the children and good for the driver and good for the country. Right. We have a social contract we all agree to. And that's, uh, you know, that allows us to get along. Um, but when we think that when we replace liberty with freedom and we think we can just all do whatever the heck we want and any constraint is is uh, evil and to be avoided, we get into trouble. That's right. We could even get into rioting. And I think that is a big point of upset for me. And I would sure like to say that anybody that truly went through our guide following the instructions on page 13 wouldn't dream of being part of a riot. Oh, definitely. So I would then say that liberty is freedom as long as it doesn't hurt or harm anyone else. So you are free to do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting anyone else. Good point. I can see that totally. And I also love the idea that uh, in addition to what you said, Karen, Liberty is being free from oppressive restrictions from government. And that gets to the very heart of what our founders were doing. And also many of your listeners might think about the Second Amendment right now, right? So uh, the right to bear arms and the reason to, uh, you know, to uh, protect ourselves against intrusive government. So, I mean, uh it's a really these are really important concepts that are ingeniously embodied in one sentence the preamble right that's exactly right well i find it very interesting that our uh, governing body or the deep state or whatever we want to call them the criminals the globalists 
constantly scream about the American democracy, and yet democracy is not mentioned anywhere in either the preamble or the Constitution. And uh, probably that's why they hate the Constitution. So defining the words that are there are so important because it really gives you a flavor of the country itself and what the country is all about. And the behavior of individuals are so important to elevate yourself at not harming anyone else. So this is a really very interesting, and I'm very glad that you did this. Are there any other words that you would like to bring forth with? Yes, there is. Uh, I'm glad you asked. When I, you know, I, I read through this guide and things keep jumping out at me that didn't jump out before. So, you know, I, um, I have a law background, but I also have an acting background. And it's funny how the, the two can dovetail sometimes, but because it uh, both find the, um, the, the meaning of words, both rely on the meaning of words. So in acting, Karen, uh, I was thinking this morning as I was reading through the preamble that when in our speech class, you know, we had speech, we had a voice. Speech was uh, getting the meaning of words into our bodies in, and exploring the meaning of words in context so that the whole meaning can be transmitted to the audience. So you have an idea, it, it, it transfers almost spiritually in, in viscerally in every way. I mean, the audience has to get it in, in a fraction of a moment. And so if you know exactly what you mean, it'll come out on your voice, it'll come out in your actions, it'll come out in what you do. And so I was reading through this, we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish the Constitution of the United States of America, Whenever there's a word that happens twice, you have to pay attention to it. That's the same in the law. In when you read a um, um, a statute, it's the same in acting. It's the same in our constitution, our governing document. Establish is mentioned twice, and that's fascinating to me. And when we you you turn to page thirty five in our guide, establish means to put there to last a very long time to make something firm and stable so it operates well on a permanent or very enduring basis. The word established comes from stabilis, which means firm and secure. So uh, this is something that's meant to last a very long time. It stands firm, it's secure, and it establishes justice. So in, in the sentence that talks about establishing justice, establish what's established justice then at the very end do and do ordain and establish what is established the constitution for the united states of america so when i look at the parallelism there i look at i'm very i'm getting very intricate here but but if also um i also happen to have gone to seminary and when we do um uh you know, critical studies of the word, the the living word, as my my faith would would uh, consider it. We look at uh, parallelism and and what's modified, establish this constitution. So justice and the constitution 
for the United States of America are parallel. We're a land of justice. And uh, and we look back at justice. Well, you'll just have to study the study guide. I could go on and on with all of these definitions and tell you what justice means, but it's aligned with what our union is all about. Right. It, it certainly is. And unfortunately, we're coming to oh, the no. end of our segment. Yes, but <laughs> everyone uh, should go to citizenacademy.us. You will find this wonderful book. And when you understand what the preamble is all about, you will also understand that the Constitution is not a living, breathing document. It is right. rock solid. It determines the way America should be run. And unfortunately, we have allowed others to define words. And by not going back to the dictionary, the real dictionary, and finding yep. out what our framers meant when they said those words, we lose the whole flavor of what America truly is. So I want to thank you both so much for joining me today. And that is Christopher Nesbeth and Karen Bolt. Uh, I appreciate your hard effort to bring the Constitution the real constitution to the forefront where it should be taught in every class. And it's interesting, folks, I'm tutoring kids. And while I'm tutoring, what am I having them read? I'm having them read the constitution because this is what it's all about. This is how we, the people, have the right to control our lives and the lives, whoops, the time the clock is ticking and the time is running out <laughs> nothing thank we you, can do Karen. about that thank you so much for joining me it has always been a pleasure you are listening to the prism of america's education brought to you on the america out loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor the florida citizen alliance 